All right, guys, welcome back to Free Game. This is the uh, the first episode of Out of the Cave. This has been a, a long-awaited, manifested um, episode. Uh, I'm very excited, and this is the first episode out of my house. So nice. Hey. We uh, we've gone reverse of the way most people do it is we had a successful podcast in a studio and we brought it to the house uh, most people go from a house to a studio true <laughs> um, that's how we do it yeah yeah and, and Kevin and I were just kind of saying before like it's no disrespect to anybody it's just kind of cutting out the middleman and keeping it within the circle um, which is going to basically be a central theme of this this episode today probably who knows where we go who knows <laughs> we definitely sidetrack um, so the, the guests we have today obviously you know I'm, I'm very grateful to be here Luke Jirasi uh, free game, free unrestricted game, advice, life. Um, first guest is Drew Livingston, um, the owner, creator of Urban Hip Tees, who a few of us are wearing right now. Yes, sir. Drew, you want to introduce yeah. yourself? Drew Livingston, as Luke said, uh, owner of Urban Hip Tees. The mission is to spread peace, love, and cool connections through quality apparel that we're both wearing. Nice. <laughs> and then um, next is the... The magical songbird, the uh, the Mike Burke, um, beautiful poet. Uh, Mike, take the mic. Hello, Michael Burke, uh, vibrational sound therapist. I just believe in uh, clearing the debris and tuning up the world. Glad I'm here. Thank you, Luke. Poetic. Everything you say is beautiful. I'll <laughs> 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 take a second. Um, and then my. My beautiful wife, that my better half, um, Danielle Jirasi, who amongst... I'm just going to let everybody else introduce yourselves after that one. <laughs> I realize you guys can do better than I am. Danielle, you want to take it? Yes. Danielle Jirasi. I am a counselor, mental health counselor, relationship coach, focusing on sacred union, and also following a calling of medicine woman. Yes. I was my hoping, husband. Mm. I was hoping <laughs> to say that. Um, <laughs> absolutely incredible. And then... On my left, we got the man, the myth, the legend, K-Dub, <laughs> Kevin Walton. What up, my brother? Honored to be here. Kevin Walton, a.k.a. Source Radiance, uh, transformation specialist, spiritual guide, activational speaker, uh, founder of and designer of creatorhood, because uh, Source literally owns that shit, and, uh, and founder of the Light Beings Ministry and Community, and, um, and also actor and producer and director and many things. And I love life. Beautiful. And father. And father of a beautiful boy named Zen. I'm the father of Zen. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> wow. Thank you for that. I, I still think you ought to write a book on fatherhood, honestly. Yeah. I, I think you'd really, really be interesting. Agreed. I appreciate that. Agreed. Consider it done. And then Love <laughs> Art Vibes, Rocky. Yeah. That's so old school for me right now. I love it. This is an old school full circle. Yes, episode. it is. It is. So I'm Rocky. I am a published professional photographer, transitioning also into videographer too as well. Um, all around creative. So I guess if I give myself a title, it's that. Professional photographer, creative director. I work with this guy over here next to me through the Libings community. Created the vision and the look of our community there and then just expanding it currently right now into his content. Um, that's about it. That's what I do professionally. Amazing photographer. Basically, mm. all of our wedding photos that we've used are yours. Yay. Yeah. So thank the you. vision. Thank you. Mm. And then um, Buddha Vinny, Vinny Miami. <laughs> Conscious caveman. Conscious caveman. I'll flow with it. <laughs> yeah. No, I have, uh, have my company, uh, Renovated Rights, professional remodeling and home renovations. And uh, we take stuff and create beauty out of it. We do things yeah. the right way. Yeah. We make yeah. it happen. Like so our basement. It's like incredible. your basement. Yeah, we're creating your foundation right now. For Beautiful. It's amazing. For this journey. Mm -hmm. Benny's creating a, a sound foundation for us, one might say. Uh, <laughs> no pun. One, one, one did say. One, one did <laughs> say. Um, so that kind of brings us to our, our next, or our topic, um, the word team. The etymology of that is actually a draft of animals pulling together. Um, and something that I think everybody knows, but there's an actual physics to it. It's not just the energy, is um, synergy. So, synergy, what that means is like the etymology of that is sun working together. Like um, when one horse pulls 1,500 pounds, four horses together you would think could pull 10,000. And four horses together actually can pull 30,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, what that means is working together, there's an energetic 
immeasurable where the sum is 300% times what the parts would equal. Mm. Um, which is the reason why I think it's so important for the teamwork and the sharing of the platforms. And that just kind of, you know, brings us to our first question is, and we can kind of jump in, um, how has teamwork impacted or, or I guess lack of teamwork could have impacted anybody's business? Oh, yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. <laughs> Speak you, on it. You, you don't get it done on your own, that's for sure. Especially, so Vinny has been at our house with Renovated Right with his, two of his workers for the last month, literally just building basically from scratch mm -hmm. um, our entire basement, leveling a floor. The floor wasn't level. The walls weren't level. And it, it's luxury. It, it's honestly an incredible job. Um, and we were going to just do the bathroom, <laughs> we ended up doing the whole basement because of how good you were doing. Actually, you did the same thing for Kevin. 100%. Um, Kevin, you want to tell him about like your floor and the crystals? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, so, yeah, because one of the things Vinny and I were talking, and one of the things I love um, is Vinny matches my meticulousness, right? And so his attention to detail and then his ability to steer his team to live by that. Because we were talking about how there's times where people will want to cut corners or look at stuff and they'll go, ah, it's fine the way it is. But we, we want to live by something greater. And, and I was commenting on his work on, on your basement because it's exactly like that for my home. And um, watching what unfolded with that because we literally had to end up redoing the foundation. We had a vision of different way I wanted things to look, but once they started peeling things back, it was like, oh, all the subflooring's missing here. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, the ceilings are cracking. And, and it was like, and he asked, he's like, what do you want to do these? And I said, well, we're not going to be chilling in the, in the house one day and then the ceiling come crashing down on us. So, and, and, but his, his thoroughness and wanting to provide a solid foundation and and us really like receive that and, and is dedicated to work and him having a team that could support for the amount of work they did in the short amount of time they did it also and with what he's doing in the basement, it's phenomenal and it speaks to how effective you can be in a group, especially if you're all um, operating the same resonance. But that's also part of then the leadership that speaks to the leadership of Vinny of guiding them in that direction properly, you know, which is huge. So I commend you on that, Vinny. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, man. I mean, like back to teamwork, like you look at Luke's, you know, basement. Okay, it's been us and, you know, the three of us, right? But there's a lot of people that go into stuff behind the backgrounds too, mm -hmm. you know, like we're here out of state doing a job. So there's a little bit of a smaller team working on your house, but like at your house, Kevin? Um, we had so many different trades over there. I mean, yeah. I, I was adding it up just, just shooting it the other day at the table. Man, I think we had like over, like well over thirty-five people at least all coming in. You know, yeah. from collectively from everywhere. Yeah. You know, when you start bringing every every aspect, every, you know, mm -hmm. you got the people that helped design it. You got the the people that were providing the, the kitchen. You got every single tradesperson that's coming through. Yeah. And. You just you don't do anything on your own. I mean, it would just it wouldn't get done. So, if you if you right. bring if you if you lead <laughs> properly and you you create the the proper team to come in and, and do things, you can get, you can get massive amounts of of work done properly in a short amount of time. You know, so it's yeah. like what Luke's talking about with three horses pulling thirty thousand pounds. It's, you know, if if I was doing this on my own, <laughs> no way. There's no way it would still happen. be working on it for I'd another still, twenty I'd, years. I'd still be working on it. <laughs> you know. And another interesting thing from um, that I've observed in business, it goes to exactly what you guys just said. In sports, anything is as much as people want to be the leader or whatever. The leader sets the tone, and it's not fair. But the it's not supposed to be the leader is going to be the one like you don't get to complain about having a bad day. Yeah. You don't get to complain about flat tires. Um, and I can just tell you from my business and, and from other things is like, I have offices within my same business. Um, and it's no, not, I mean, I, I, I talked to some of them about it. Some of the leaders don't do that. They think they do. And they might, even if you do it 90%, if you don't do that full hundred percent, your employees or your teammates will see that 10% and use that as an excuse not to give it their all, yeah, right? Exactly. So I heard you mention, Vinny mentioned, um, you know, you, these guys have worked harder than they've ever worked, but it's because you're not cutting corners. And they were talking about the previous guy, we won't mention names, that they were working under, constantly cuts corners, right? Mm -hmm. So right. they cut corners. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's uh, but when you hold yourself to a certain standard and you don't cut corners, the people around you are not going to cut corners. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that becomes a standard. You, you have to lead by example. Yes, and it's um, it's something where like you just 
people want to get to the top because they think they can work less. <laughs> I'm sure you can say with like the light beings or or you know anything with like sports. It's actually more. It, it's just not the same work as like at the bottom, and that's what I realized with the bit. Because honestly, yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, I want to you know next level up. I'll do less. Nope, I'm doing more. It just looks different. It just constantly. It just looks different. Um, because yeah, in leadership, you especially as you expand and you elevate with it, your responsibilities grow and your margin from error shrinks because you are that spatial. Like you're the one mm-hmm. that has that tone, and there's still responsibilities that apply. In, and granted, everyone has to get like there's a an air of leadership to every role, right? Because people have to be able to take on the concept of understanding the vision from their lens and being a part of it, and, and growing that, into and that it. will be mm-hmm. and growing into it because they'll model that based on the tone that the initial leader sets. And so if you continue to walk it, because we do lead by example, we walk in it, we breathe it. So everything we do reflects that and the nature of upholding that greater design where you're absolutely correct. Any, because the mar- margin for error shrinks, you don't get a pass in certain things as a leader, but that's the choice we make to to assume that responsibility and hold the accountability to that for something. Yeah, that's and the it's trade-off. Yeah. yeah. Everything's a trade-off. So Rocky, I'm going to yeah. assume you've been, you've been with Kevin now in the light beings for how long? It's got to be at least 10 years, right? Yeah, well, however long it's been... Since it's been, since Light Beings has been, <laughs> since, since, since since has been categorized as yeah. the Light Beings. Yeah, because um, <laughs> yeah, we were friends before, even before that, so she's watched even its inception come Yeah, nice. so I've seen the whole journey. I would imagine, long. I can just speak from my own experience, I've grown dramatically as a leader. So like Vinny and Drew worked with me as a leader in 2018, but my ability as a leader now is fucking light years above. I w- imagine you've seen Kevin grow as a leader. 100%. And then I've taken that into my own accord because in my professional world, before I was a professional photographer, I led teams. I've had teams up to like 18 people at a time. And I'm naturally a a personality that is very quiet um, and just kind of like a little bit subdued. And at the same time, because this is the other point I also want to make, because there's a piece of cutting corners, but then there's a piece of being in a leadership position and then doing it all and now allowing your team to have a hand in in some responsibility in it, have a hand in their growth and in their expansion as a team so that the entire system of it runs and runs accurately, runs efficiently and effectively. So for me, seeing being in the presence of him and being in the Libyan community gave me a lot of confidence. So when I was in my professional world, it was easy for me to walk into a space of like 18 people that either did their own thing, did not want to be there, um, or just saw this as just a job to do, it had no ambition, to then turn that around. But part of my journey, and now I've gotten a lot, I've, I've felt like I've been mastering a lot more, um, is that I used to initially just want to do it all for them. You know? Uh, yeah, I 100% understand. Yeah. So. I really like what you actually said. I'm glad you mentioned that because we probably would have kept going about like how there's no room for like error in leadership, but there is, and there's almost a Jesse Itzler told me um, when you find somebody who can do it 80 percent as good as you, mm-hmm. back the fuck up, yeah, and like and let them just run it so you can now focus on other things. They'll grow into it. So I think what you said is super important um, because the beauty of a team is like the way I would do things is not the way my boy Scott will do things. And yeah. he's running my offices now, but he will take it to a level that I won't. I had to build a foundation, like bulldoze the foundation and Scott will build it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. Da, da, da. Now Rocky's got it or da, da, da. Um, so I, I think that's actually a really good point that like I sometimes forget. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's good. It's good to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel, I imagine in like your therapy, which is working with people's mental health and stuff like that, Working with like Lauren, who I know you really like, um, how does that, how does she lead so many different people dealing with people literally probably on edge, right? Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Well, with therapists, it's interesting because we all have our own styles. So we just do our thing and then recoup and share tools. It's a very like sharing industry. They're like, you do that, I can do that. There's room for everybody in it. But it's also a very individual journey. Luckily with my practice, she connects us every month and just makes sure we're happy and working with the kind of clients that we vibe with the most. Does she direct you on how you ought to act with, interact with the clients? Like, I don't, how does, I guess, how does she, because you've worked with, you don't have to say names, but you've worked with people you didn't enjoy as much because mm-hmm. I get to see it up from the inside. 
what does she do differently in leadership style? Not necessarily like technical skills, but from a leadership style. She's just authentic. Like she just shows up as a person, as a friend. So you feel like you can talk to her about anything. Because I work in offices where it's very separate. And I just don't want to say, oh, I did this with a client because I don't want to get told that's not what you do with a client. She's very like, oh, you did that. How did it work? Curious. And we just share skills. I feel like I'm at the same level with her, even though she's way more experienced. I just feel relatable with her. And that was her, um, that's her strength. Okay. Relatability. good leadership. Yeah, that is. That's great. Yeah. So basically, authenticity, allowing people the opportunity to just grow. Yeah. Um, Aubrey Marcus said something on a podcast. I, I wish I could remember who's interviewing, but he was saying like, if you really break it down, and I have a feeling like you're gonna dig this one, but um, he's basically saying, God loves people so much that He allows them to hurt themselves without interfering, and that's like a true like, oh, don't do it, don't do it, you fucking idiot. Oh, all right, <laughs> like, but like just allowing them to do it in a hands off approach. Um, that kind of brings to the, the question that Mike had for us. And it was how may we best find a way to uh, to maintain a balance of symbiosis? You, dude, you're gonna have to explain some of this stuff <laughs> of oneness within each of us for the most beneficial outcome to all of us. Mm-hmm. Explain yourself. Closer to the mic, please. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I find it's a very uh, symbiotic relationship with anything, uh, any business I've run and, and been let's call it the boss of, because it was my business, but I realized there was a synergy in allowing others to come to their own fruition by allowing them to take over a section of the, in my case, it was custom woodworking where I learned most of the stuff of allowing others to come because they allowed me to do it when I was learning to be a carpenter. I was brought in and they would give me, hey, you're, you have control of this room now, you take it. I was honored they gave me that chance. So I knew when I had my own crew, one of the best things to do was to help others open to the abilities I had been open to. Mm. And that was the beauty of synergistic um, symbiosis. It was just mm-hmm. a combination of me allowing someone to explain to me mind. symbiosis. I'm pretty sure I know, but, but I'm symbiosis. Not uh, the way I'm it's using really it, just uh, like a like a jelly donut. Everything's together, and then when you squeeze it, everybody goes their own way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But, but we're all one. That's at exactly some point. the answer I thought I was going to get. <laughs> Always took revert the to the jelly yeah, yeah, analogy. The it works every time. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, allowing people to find their own strength. And you'll see it, it when you're leading a business. Oh, so-and-so's good at trim. So-and-so's good at painting. So-and-so's good at sheetrock. That's where you put them, and you allow them to find their brilliance. And they'll start to go, hey, I'd like to learn this now. But they have to find their strength first, and that opens strength within them. Where they go, wow, I'm... I'm more than I thought. I'm more accomplished at this than I believed. But your belief in them is what brings them to that. Mm. So mm-hmm. I truly believe that others have the ability to do most anything, and you give them that opportunity. Most people will shine because yep. you gave them that chance to shine, and you mm-hmm. believed in them. There's nothing like believing in someone. So, mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. 100%. We become, I would say for most people, actually for probably almost anybody, is we become what the people around us believe. Yeah. Right? So that's why oh, I think yeah. environment is super important, who we spend our time around. Um, but also like the words, Kevin <laughs> in particular, stress the importance of the words, which is very important. Um, like our, our word is our wand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our word is our wand. I like that. <laughs> I, I think I got that from Ra the Wizard. Yeah. Ra the Wizard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't make that up. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to footnote that. Um, <laughs> I think it's important to, to give the credit. Um, so uh, when I picked up Drew from the airport today, we were talking about like how different his team is. Um, we didn't get too much in detail. He just said that there was one guy that's like, "Fuck this, fuck that, fuck you." Um, yeah, yeah. So how how yeah. does that jelly donut work? <laughs> <laughs> that particular jelly donut. I mean, it works. It works beautifully. So I collaborate with. Three other guys, uh, when it comes to, uh, we, we throw a party, an old school Saturday party, uh, once a month. And uh, we have four very different personalities, uh, but everyone plays their role. Just like a, I'm a big sports guy, so I'm always into sports analogies, but everyone plays their role in the team. You know, you have one guy like Luke, like Luke explained, he's like, yeah, yeah, fuck that, you know, fuck this. You know, I'm more of the analytical, analytical guy. And uh, we have another, you know, the other two guys are very different. 
but it, it just works. You know, we communicate. You know, we have a you know a WhatsApp chat, so we're always just communicating. You know, and it's, it it works. Do you guys have a set goal you want to get to? I don't honestly, mean to put you on the spot, no, that's cool. Uh, this thing has wheels now. I mean, honestly, we didn't we didn't know it was gonna blow up the way it is. I mean, it's a pretty hot party. It's it's we keep it grassroots and uh, we're just we're just really just going with the flow. So um, I don't know if, you, if anybody listens to Simon Sinek or Simon Sinek. Yeah. Um, he, he really good with like um, leadership and teamwork stuff. He was saying, he says like one of the most important things for a team is to have a set goal. Obviously, you can adjust it, um, but having a set like we'd like to bring old school Saturdays. Who, I'm, again, it's your guys' thing, but like sure. to four cities, four weeks a month, right? So now all of a sudden you guys are doing sixteen shows, right? And like, but you have a outcome. Um, my personal suggestion uh, from somebody that's had, I think, pretty good success in business and leading teams is having a desired outcome, and. Um, Jacko talks about it, and somebody else, military leader, is um, you don't give them how to do it if, if they need it. Um, again, maybe not need if if they require it. Whatever. <laughs> um, but like. but um, having them figure out how, and yes, they might fail a little bit, mm-hmm. will make the team stronger. So like mm-hmm. that might be kind of cool to to bring to, especially as the analytics guy, having a set number. And then a deadline. Um, Elon Musk says, if you give yourself a month to clean your room or two weeks, it'll get done in whatever time frame you say. Makes right, sense. I think it says two weeks or two hours. Either way, your room will get clean in that time frame. Yep. Um, so I, I think maybe like all of us, right? Um, I'm probably, <laughs> everybody probably agree, I'm probably too aggressive with it. <laughs> um, you don't say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I, <laughs> the, the little engine that could I get shit done. Uh, <laughs> it, very unconventionally in... It's been a while since I've done it. Danielle tell you, but probably until we moved into this house, I would make myself still sleep on the floor once a month to remind myself of the grind. So, yo, yeah, true story. When I was building my first office on my own, not on my own, but with my team where I was playing all the parts because they weren't ready yet, mm-hmm. um, I would sleep on the floor, and it was during COVID. So because of that, I couldn't even get my futon delivered yet. So later I would sleep on the floor. Oh. And I would wake up every morning, and, and um, the company wrote an article about me about this. And I would scream, fuck. And then, <laughs> and then I would like laugh and be like, all right, this will be a great story when I make it to the top. Yep. And then it was, and they wrote an article about it. <laughs> but um, I think having aggressive goals is huge, but the key on that is you have to believe you can hit it. So if you've never made 100000 saying you're going to make a million is absurd. right? Like, I don't think you honestly... Um, maybe... If you have like Kevin's ability to like control your will, you might be able to believe it. But I think most people in the world will not. If you've made only made fifty thousand, believing you can make a hundred is the first step. And then from a hundred, believing I think you can like double, maybe even triple max. But you have to like that's why I'm a big believer. That's why I love like Jesse Itzler or like Goggins or something like that. Pushing yourself to do crazy shit so you can believe you can do crazy mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, anybody, uh, feel free to jump in. I, I know everybody here has kind of done a lot of stuff. But like uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. like a, a, an experience where you pushed yourself um, beyond where you thought capable. I have plenty. I'm, for me, like my most significant has been to leave the corporate world. I, was, I remember that. Yeah. I was just there when that Just get up and leave wow. a job that made me a lot of money, um, allowed me the, pos- the abilities to buy my first home, my first condo, and all these things before, you know, being in my late 20s and early 30s. But the moment I made the decision to just leave the corporate job and follow what my heart was telling to go towards to, which is is be more creative, to utilize more of that skill set that I have, because there's so much that I offer to the world with what I see visually and artistically. But that was the one of the absolutely biggest decisions I had to do because all I knew was a corporate world. I was very comfortable in it, grew within it, did amazing at it, and then to step in a place where I wasn't working for a few months and be like, "What the fuck am I doing? Mm. Like, yeah. what am I? I'm crazy to go into uh, an industry where most people fail, you know?" And then I there was one day, and I don't think I've told you, but there was one day where I was just like, "You know what? Wh- whatever happens, I'm just open to it." 
and I immediately started receiving this text message from a number that I did not know saying, hey, there's, a, there's an opening at this studio. Why don't you apply? And I responded back to this person as if I knew them. And I was like, okay, thank you for that. And uh-huh. the moment I applied, I got hired. So it was my first off the bat being, um, getting the experience of being a photographer. Did you ever find out who that was? That's wild. I did. So the interesting part of it is... I was almost hoping you were going to say no. I would, no, I, I've told this story so many times. So many times to like a lot of my friends, a lot of my girlfriends. And then one day, um, me and my best friend who, um, who was living with me at the time, we were just talking about it again. And I go to her, yeah, I got this random number. And it was like a six-something number. And she was like, what, what's the number? Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. She goes, that was me. So oh, she had texted no me shit. from her work number about a job opportunity. Um, my friend Vanessa. Um, Shout out but Vanessa. She ne- but she never remembered that she sent it initially. She just sent it from her work phone and found it. Yeah. But, she, but she, it's not a phone that she used often. So it wasn't like she was going like, to go back and remember. But it was like months later when she realized, oh, I was the one that wow. sent it to you. And I was like, interesting. That's really wild. Yeah. That is really wild. Yeah. So, but for me, taking the leap of leaving something that felt so comfortable, so secured for me at mm. the time, to truly follow my heart because I felt miserable in that kind of environment was probably one of like the most bravest and craziest things I've possibly done up in this point in my life. Did, um, did you ever read David Goggins' You Can't Hurt Me? No. He calls that a cookie jar moment. Yeah. So... Um, Anytime you like struggle or you you worry about jumping into something, you can now yeah. reach into the cookie jar. Yeah, and basically be like I can I do this. Yeah. I've done this before, nice. which is yeah. the re- I, I just think that's that's super powerful. And I'm doing a new version of that now, which is the studio that I work for. I basically told them like, which is being I'm right here, right <laughs> fucking now. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm going on my own, yeah. and yeah. that that is already set in stone. And they've been lovely and super supportive of this journey. So they're doing things that more than I can ask for. So, but I'm still. On, yeah, this yeah. Tra- on this trajectory. Yeah, I'm sure you helped them. They helped you. It's, yeah. it's sometimes, you know, partnerships, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not meant to last. Yeah. Right? Uh, exactly. Shout, again, shout out Mike, Business Radio X, but we just had to go on our own. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he helped us and he's been great, but got to get out of the cocoon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's certain sacred contracts we enter into, and a lot of people aren't aware of that, but contracts have a beginning and an end. So they try to hang on. Because, oh, this is a good thing. I don't want to leave it. But that's your time. Your contract's up. Move on to the next thing. It's sacred synchronicity. Yeah. You followed it. Some people call it, I like to call it God winks. It's like God winking uh, at you. Going to, you we, were, we were laughing about that. Like, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. That's okay. <laughs> uh, and, and I have done that all my life. Just follow. Like, why'd you do that? I don't know. But I was told to do it. And people are like, what do you mean told? Well, it woke up inside of me. I'm supposed yeah. to do that. And it doesn't matter if I do it good or not good. That's a judgment thing. I just mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And it has always turned out wonderful because yeah. I, I listen to the divine message. It's, mm-hmm. it's easy after a while. Once you, it's like anything else. After you practice it, doing it, you become better at it. And we're given information with each breath on what to do next. Most of us just don't listen. So right. We ignore so many signs that come our way. But not be your fucking ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I mean the ears within. You know? And it's yeah. not hearing it. It's yeah. like feeling it. Mm-hmm. I, when I say I see things, I don't mean I see it. I mean I see it within with the third eye. It's like everything is clear in here. To make it manifest out here is a little different. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> He's just evaporating in like, the air. <laughs> so, I would I would call it a sacred synchronicity. As you're talking about not listening, I'm like, yo, please get closer. Yeah. The more you're like, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, the funny thing, Luke, you called it too. You're like, I know you're gonna get off on it. You're gonna <laughs> no, no, back in. Uh, yeah, I, I knew it's coming. Mike drops yeah. knowledge, but he he forgets where he is. <laughs> that's knowledge. So you called it a god uh, wink. A god yeah. wink. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I God, like it too. Yeah, it's it's like we follow our, our intuition. You know, I feel like the universe responds. Like we 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 were talking about this. Like you know, we're we're all entrepreneurs here, mm-hmm. right? So you you take that leap of faith sometimes, and a lot of times people they're they're afraid to leave that comfort zone, that nine to five job, the corporate yeah. world, whatever you want to call it. And when you take that leap, and you just know, all right, I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to put my all into it, my hundred percent. And opportunities, they just start to show up for you. hundred percent. We've we've all been there. It's like me leaving New York as a teacher and coming down to Florida, just like with (laughs) nothing but my dog in the front seat and and a trailer behind me. Didn't know where I was going to live, but that was my decision, right? (laughs) And then you go through these paces. um, And I was even saying this to you, uh, to Rocky on the phone the other day, because of, as far as being an entrepreneur, because it's, 
if you're going to leave something because you want to follow your own instinct to create your own, you just have to trust that the universe is going to provide. Yes. But it's not going to if you don't let go. A hundred percent. thousand percent. That was the key right there. Let go. Let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let you go got you got to flow. flow with it. You, you have to trust that it's going to happen. And that comes down to the power of belief, too. It belief and faith. And yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you bring half-ass energy to anything, you're going to get half-ass results. It's so interesting to me that throughout my life, what I've done, if I've come at it only a little bit half-ass, then that's what I get given back to me. And when I've gone in full strength, <clears throat> when I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to give it my best, things start to shine. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is repetitive behavior. I keep doing that, and I succeed at anything. Mm. It's just because my energy, my cellular activity is now going, okay, we we can do this, and we're going to do the best at it because I will accept nothing less. It's Mm. it's not, if I can't do it, the best I can do it, I I wouldn't do it. And, And what's the best I can do it? That's a judgment. So I just give it the best I know of, and that in itself opens me up to things I didn't even think I could do. Right. That's living in the mystery. I love living in the mystery, and the mystery supports me because I believe in it. That that's beautifully put, um, Jesse Itzler. Actually, Sarah Blakely as well. Sarah Blakely, first self-made woman billionaire in in the country, um, one of the most, if not the most powerful woman in the world. One of them. She said her parents, her dad, used to ask her every night at the dinner table in an excited tone, "What'd you fail at?" Mm. And, nice. and, and the point was, did you give it your best? Like, cool, did you give it your best and not get something done? Awesome. If you give it your best and you're constantly getting something done, then you're not trying hard enough. It's one of the four agreements. Yeah. Part of the, yeah, yeah. It's always do your best. Always, always do your best. best. Yeah, always yeah. do your best. We actually live by that. And when I started living by the four agreements, amazing. I started, it's like, do you, are you brushing your teeth the best you can? <laughs> are you, you combing your hair the best you can? I was like, oh, no, I'm just doing it. Well, that's what I was getting yeah. back. I was given... As much as I was putting into it, and the four agreements that applies to everything, huh? really, uh, really everything took me. Oh, I love the four agreements, and and that yep. fourth agreement, always do your best. I mean, really, am I walking? Am I taking that step the best I can? And then you become conscious of the moment. And bar when you're conscious of the moment, that I'm doing my best, and you naturally start to slow down. And when you go slower. The flower of life, the concentric circles of energy that surround us start to show up. And you go, that wasn't there before yet. Well, I was moving too goddamn fast fast to notice it. Now I see so much and I perceive the world differently. It's always been that kind of world. But I've woken up to more energies coming through those uh, messages now. And it's just fascinating. I'm just swamped. And it makes perfect sense to me that I was kind of given new life and reborn from what happened to me because... I was living in a patterned way, 63 years of living in a certain belief and being told what I was by others. My knowledge of myself was what others told me I was. Mm. So what am I? That zero to seven of a child, powerful. So kind of blessed with living that again. Mm. Like, who is it? He's <laughs> <laughs> not joking. He's, he's always asking, <laughs> who is it? <laughs> Such a character. If you ever call Mike, you'll you'll get that every time. Who is it? <laughs> Are you around here somewhere? <laughs> Danielle said um, something to me about that before. Isn't that your goal for this year is treat everything sacred? Yes, um, intentional living, living in intention, everything you do mm-hmm. sacredly, right? Like if you look at your body as a temple, the people you allow into your life, like you'd hope they respect you. It's mutual respect, and if they don't. It's okay. They don't have to come in, right? And then the way you talk to yourself is the tapestry to your temple. I love that. So you got to embody that in words and action and the breaths you take. It fills the temple with life. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to embody that as much as I can, but I'm also plagued by the to-do list of life. So it's good to hear the elder wisdom about just taking it slow. You get more from doing less mm-hmm. sometimes. Yes. It's and co- it keeps you from the future or being stuck in the past. It's just right here, right now. Yeah, less and more for sure. Mm-hmm. You, 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 once you grasp the depth of that, it's it's beyond beautiful, because there's so much around us that you have to slow down to be aware of all of it. And when you become aware of all of it, the, one of the first things you want to do is help others see the same stuff, because mm-hmm. you see it. And you're like, man, you would live so beautifully if you could see Slow the world down. that surrounds you. 
Beautiful. I was hoping we get the tears. Mm-hmm. It, it have, I love it, man. Um, no, but it, crying's no, no, a great strength. It's a beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, literally, it happens almost once a time we hang out, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what's interesting about the, the notion of slowing down, right, is that you're, you're um, really stepping into the speed of divine timing. Mm-hmm. So the access moves faster than the force of effort. I love that. Right? And, yeah. and that's the imitation of living a sacred life, is that we literally treat everything we do as a ceremony. So we're intentional, we're present to it, and that means all the energy that's moving is that unobstructed flow of the relationship of, of existence. And I think about that with symbiosis and when we talk about synergy and, and what it means to live in that scope, because then we're, we're walking in this relationship that, that is mutual, right? Because the universe doesn't have an agenda. It just reflects wherever you're at. But that's the relationship. Mm. The universe is designed to go, here's what you're doing, and there's more, mm-hmm. right? But I'm well, revealing what you're doing that. for the invitation for you to access the more that you're connected to. Mm-hmm. And so I think about that with, with that relationship, because if it's not a symbiotic relationship, then it's just a parasite, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, it's like energy just gets drained. But what makes sim- symbiosis symbiosis is everyone benefits. Yes. You know what I mean? Like even I though like it's, it's for each things, uh, everything works on its own part in the whole, but everyone benefits. And that's what makes it that. Just like in Synergy, when we're working together, it's every individual portion is recognized and then collectively it ex- exponentially magnifies the thing, but it won't happen if everything isn't took into account, mm-hmm. right? Because then you'll have self-sacrifice shit, which means you're not going to be operating at your best or your full scope because you're not going to be operating in the sanctity of your, your beingness, right? And I like to describe it as like, our first accountability. If our first responsibility is our creative energy, right? Then the first thing we're accountable to is the thing that gave it to us in the first place. Mm. One of the ways we uphold the integrity of that is that we treat this thing that we operate with with the utmost care and respect and sacredness so that all the gifts we've been endowed with can actually be applied freely. Mm -hmm. And then everything we're a part of benefits from the full scope of that. And the more present we are, right, the more, the more fully engaged we are, the more deliberate we are with, with attention, which is that currency of existence, then that relationship is thriving in every facet. And now we're living into the truth of that. And then the to-do list becomes a beautiful ad- adventure, and it's no longer about what has to get done, and it more becomes what is the most pertinent, optimal thing to this dance and relationship of life. And suddenly all that shit gets clear. It's a, it's a phenomenal <laughs> access, yeah. you know what I mean? It's Can phenomenal. I say something? That was awesome. Beautiful. Can I say something? We started off talking about the concept of team, and then it was natural for us to go into the professional side of it. <laughs> but even in the, in the concept of us talking about the individual, the soul, like where we're now getting to like the spiritual concept of it, all of it applies the same. 100%. 100%. It's oh, all yeah. the same. Yep. Whether you're it talking about is. a team in your business, it whether you're talking stuff. about relationships, where you're talking about your relationship to yourself, your relationship to God, your relationship to nature, all those concepts that we first started talking about in in in, in the aspects of team in the professional world applies down to 100%. the to the individual. Mm-hmm. It, and I just love it. It just literally yeah, yeah, clicked yeah. as if we were talking. I was like, we we're talking about team initially. Yeah. And I was like, but we've been talking about the same thing. <laughs> Same concept the, the entire time. It's, How it's, you lead yourself in the present moment. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. It's as Kevin said. It's um, intentional living. It's living. Yep. living. It's mm-hmm. you know, sacred synchronicities. It's. So I, I'm a I'm like a physics nerd. Um, <laughs> on top of the other random shit I do. But like so in physics, there's two base. Um, they're not theories because they've been proven and they're both true, but they seem contradictory but they just deal with different aspects. There's quantum physics, which deals with the micro, mm-hmm. and then there's um, relativity, which deals with the macro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, like Kevin, for those of you that are unfamiliar with Kevin's teachings, he has such profound teachings and insights. I'm sure you just heard it. but um, And I would say, like, I combine yours almost, I look at yours almost as a quantum, like it's such like an inside out. And then I use the Kabbalion as my macro, and I combine like the two, mm-hmm. and it's such a fucking yeah. powerful <laughs> like. It's like like again like when you can like yeah. stack it's it, you know what I mean? Relationship, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're not contradictory. Really, no, no, they're not contradictory at yeah. all. Like they're they're very you know in line. Mm-hmm. It's just one's focused here, one's focused here, and when you combine them, um, so in particular, I would say the ones that I'm I'm really focused on now. Every th- I read the Kabbalion once a year, um, and every time I get like a kind of new part from it. And right now, it's combining 
I think you might have changed the wording of it, but it's internal cause, external effect. You create your own reality, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, with the Kabbalion, the second and third principles. The second one is the law of correspondence. Most people have heard it. That's as above, so below. As within, so without. As the universe, so the soul. You create your own reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, same concept. Mm-hmm. And then the law of vibration, which is what you've been talking about vibration. And, and I kind of bastardized or mutated this. I heard Lex Friedman and um, Duncan Trussell talking, and they were comparing life to like God's video game, which I just love that, right? <laughs> and they were saying, awesome. they were saying like, they were comparing it to like the algorithms in social media. And now I, I, that's all I keep thinking about is what you focus on becomes your algorithm. What did you click on? Mm-hmm. And that's your vibration, nice. yeah. right? And then, as you said, and, and I think of like your teachings on this a lot. Whatever, like obviously there's a whole world out there, but whatever's happening in my reality is really my video game sphere. So whatever this is, my, as within, so without. This means I'm doing good at keeping things in order and letting things flow. Is now I now have like my dream team, right? Like the out of the cave is finally here, mm-hmm. and it's like when you're able to combine those and not ever take anything for agreements, not ever take anything personal okay, cool, I'm not in the reality I want. It's either not the right time or I'm not aligned. And when you can combine those things, mm. magic happens and we manifest things. Not in like a Harry Potter, at least in my view, that's not how it works. Mm. In my experience, that's not how it works. But it's like... <laughs> my, Mike might disagree. <laughs> um, but like... Pretty magical. <laughs> but it's like, um, you know, like if me wanting to be like... in in. Danielle's seen it happen with me so many fucking times, but it'll be like, all right, I'm going to manifest. I'm, I'm not even going to say things I'm doing now because I don't want energy to get out there with that. So say I'm going to manifest, I'm going to fly, right? And then what will happen is if some people aren't listening, I might have one of my friends hit me up like, yo, I got a flight to Mexico. You want to go? Well, I'm flying. You know what I mean? Like It's like when you you don't control how it flows, and you just accept, like, the, you know, create your own reality, like, these yeah, different yeah. things. It's, it's such an interesting thing. And the first rule of the Kabbalion is this is all mental. And this is... Mental. Shit. What that means is, the way they describe it is they call it... Um, so Kevin would call it source. I use the term God just because whatever, like, universe. universe. Um, the Kabbalion calls it the all. It's all the, the same all. fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's whatever you want to call that energetic force we're within. Um, mm. It says that we're in that source's meditation. Right, yes. and then like that's where the common times people get half truths, and they're like, "Oh my God, I'm in the matrix. I got to break out." And it's like, "Yo, you are in the matrix. <laughs> you're not breaking out." Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're part of it. That's when I hear, when yeah. I hear that concept where people are like, "I got to get out of the matrix and go to nature," and I go, "You know, all of this is the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're in the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's it's a fascinating thing. And so and you, you wouldn't survive outside of it. Part yeah. of the, the game. You know, you're going out of this part of the game into that. Into you're still in the still game. game. Yeah. <laughs> still another part of it. It's, I like to call it the divine architect. Yeah. It seems my latest favorite. I, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's all the same. And, and, and the wording is super important. Um, I understand why people get off put by God because it personifies that energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just the simplest, shortest syllable for me. So right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Less is more. I love that. But when you, use, when you think of it as the all God source, whatever is meditation, and you're like, all right, I'm in this. And, and they use a really cool example, but it's like if Hamlet realizes he's in Shakespeare's play Hamlet, doesn't mean he can get out of the play Hamlet, <laughs> but now he's aware that all right, maybe he can manipulate the. As long as he plays he by the rules, the board, he yeah. can manipulate certain yeah. things that happen within. You can't control, right? You let it flow. Mm-hmm. You steer the play wow. a little bit, but still in the play. Yeah, it's the difference yeah, between yeah. command, command and yeah. control, right? Like, Com- I was like, trying yeah. to remember that the other yeah, day. Command and surrender. So the the that's, oh. it's the alignment principle of how life works. So when you're living centered in the connection of all creation, we. All energy is already there. It's vibrating. It's moving, right? And that's that's what makes the relationship of the quantum and the and the physic the the relativity yeah, together, yeah. is because all the energy is already on, and without some directing guidance, it's just going to be the chaos of creative potential until we then focus. Mm. And nice. so when we set a certain foundation of pattern, that's what brings relativity into relativity. But relativity can be influenced because the more conscious you become, the more connected to that 
that access. And then if you're in command, then you're just simply guiding it. It doesn't force it. It's still, if it's command and surrender because they're together, it means that you're then instructing and allowing the energy to do what it's designed to do. You're just steering it appropriately, right? And so, right. and that's the, the gift of it when we tune into that space. When you just said sure. that, it made me think of an ocean, like the ebbs and flow. Yeah. 100%. Like command and surrender. Yeah. All right, cool, I'm going to command this. Now I'm going to surrender. And then, exactly. Command this, surrender. And that's totally. literally the dance of it all. I love yep. that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the way the practice too is is because even though it focuses in that that source point, it talks about it's it really the internal cause external reflect or the flow of creation speaks to that relationship, but from that orientation of what does it mean to live in relativity through the connection to consciousness, which is what all life is being lived in, as you described right. with the what the Kabbalion talks about in the mind of the all. And it's yeah. uh, for anybody that's unfamiliar again, Kevin's Kevin's teachings is light beings. I don't know if there's like a my suggestion would be like writing a little a book with the principles, probably mm-hmm. like a short little leaflet after you write your parenting book. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but like, again, it's like stacking. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, again, I take the Kabbalion, this, then physics, and then, mm-hmm. but you stack things. And, and See how they all dance together. Yeah, however, exactly. Yeah, Whatever yeah. beat works with somebody is just kind of a way that they can make it happen. Yeah. That's um, the beauty of reading, isn't it? Like you read a book and the next book you pick up to read goes exactly right with the book you're reading. And most books come to me as gifts, and I love that because they're the books mm-hmm. I'm supposed to read. And you get so much from a book you mentioned earlier about you reread the Kabbalion once a year. Well, the book doesn't change. You do. So mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. that, boy, I didn't get that last time. No, because you weren't that person. Now that you've become that person, the book has new depths that you can't even imagine. Wait till the next time you read it. You go, oh, fuck, it got better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> even more. Yeah. We've been reading the Bible together with that new mindset. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Right. I love that. Yeah, Danielle and I have been reading, um, we're not very, not as consistent <laughs> yeah. as we we're on started hard. off. <laughs> we started with Matthew. Yeah, so <laughs> we're, we're, we probably ought to be finished at this point. But <laughs> Don't we rush it. Yeah, yeah. We're going really slow. Um, <laughs> But we we read uh, we're reading the Gospels and then you know you should be like yo that sounded so but we now I literally think of you all the time because Jesus heals people with a word or sound right and we assume it's just mm-hmm. like him being because of our natural assumptions get out yeah but it's probably not <laughs> it's probably a humming or a drumming or da 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 because I've seen him fucking remove energy and spirits from people like and the, them shaking and stuff because they were really so much it, wild and it's just like jesus because i don't heal anyone I, I see it as gone like if you're having issues i see that as gone and once exactly. that comes to a reality in in this three dimensions then it expresses itself across the board so that's the beautiful part of believing in someone i saw it in my carpentry for years when i would believe in someone and allow them that space you would see them come 100%. to fruition with it. And, and they're like, thank you for believing in me. And that's all they needed. But the, it was already inside of them. Mm-hmm. They just needed someone to bring it out. Nah, I love to do that that's for powerful. anyone. Exactly. Yeah. Live for that shit, And bro. then they go do 100%. it for someone else. And they'll come, hey, thank you for what you did. I go, you're doing it for someone else's thanks enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. I see you out there shining brighter than you did before. 100%. That's gift enough. Because that's the ripple effect. Right? It is the ripple 100%. effect. <laughs> That's, that's Isn't it the beautiful. Exactly. So beautiful. That's the shit gets me out of bed in the morning, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've surrendered my will to the divine will because I have great faith in the divine will. It knows better than I. It gave me messages for years that I went, wait, hold on a minute. I got a better idea. Really? You idiot. <laughs> and my divine spirit, you know, curses at me and calls me names because it knows I listen yeah. to that kind yeah. of language. Right. When I worked in recovery centers, I would curse quite a bit during meditations because that's what they heard. Mm-hmm. People didn't hear anything else I said, but they go, man, that guy said fuck in the middle of the meditation. <laughs> That's when they paid attention. <laughs> Amazing. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, whatever works. <laughs> whatever works. Daniel, yeah. that's really what kind of got you into that therapy, right? Is seeing people's light shine differently. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think my calling is to be a light bearer. Nice. It's just from the moment, I, the way I can connect with people since li- I'm when I was little is just I'm so deadly curious about their story. And I always see like the opportunity and I just want to carry that light to that and be like, it's this way. Like if you Mm -hmm. just look at it, but helping them know they can turn themselves. I'm not the one turning. No, I think that's very important and beautiful. So uh, most people probably know at this point because I talk about it all the time, but Danielle and I have our own mushroom church and um, 
she wouldn't say it, and, and out of respect for the native cultures, we don't use the term shaman. And I'm definitely not. I'm more of like, yo, if you know what you're doing, I can teach you how to read the map. Danielle <laughs> nice. can do some powerful shit, much more beyond me. And she just naturally taps in and connects because she's naturally more empathetic than I am. Um, <laughs> my, my style is more like, they'll fucking be okay. <laughs> like, as long as they're physically, like, I'm here, as long as they're physically safe, like, cry it out, do your shit. Like, because that's how I handle it, right? And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that's just, yeah, that's the way you are. That's just how I am. That's your masculine. And like, yeah. when I'm going through it, I don't necessarily want people, at least I don't think I want people helping me. Maybe I do. Um, if if somebody's actually out there, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just, Monica yeah. helped you. That nurturing spirit came through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You and Monica did that time that I literally lost my shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's beautiful, and that's part of what I love about psilocybin too. Is I naturally instilled upon me by my my hereditary and and taught to me is I have a big ego, and I'm aware of that. But that ego combined with my principles and my morals and my ethics has allowed me to do absolutely incredible things for others. So the mushrooms and stuff helped me to remind myself of humility. Like that's almost always my message. And I heard in, and one of my things was like, so I've really been looking into what does humility mean and what does it come from? And my favorite thing I got, I think it was from Simon Sinek again, um, Simon Sinek, I keep saying it wrong, but <laughs> it was, um, the best people that have humility are people with big egos because they can get shit done, but humility would mean listening to other people's ideas. And that's something I think I'm really good at. Is, um, of course, I would say that because I have an ego. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. But, there it is. At least you know that. Yeah, no, no. Self-awareness. 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 <laughs> no, know thyself. Um, so, <laughs> principle number one. Oh, oh, oh that power, right? know that. Yeah. They're real trouble in your life. You're like, that son of a bitch has no idea. His ego's shining like a son of a bitch, man. <laughs> but you know it, so it, it, it helps you. It's a, it's a tool you use in your toolbox. I and, love it. And I'm consciously aware of it. So like uh, what I've realized is I will be that little engine and I'll bulldoze <laughs> shit and then I'll get out of the way. Because otherwise, if I don't, maybe my ego will take control. And it's like, okay, cool. I can just hang out and be like, but I'll just give me something else to do. Give me something else to do. Right, you know what I'd say to that, though, too, with you is, is to understand the difference between arrogance and confidence. You're, you also have a massive heart. Yes. And your ego led by your heart keeps you in confidence whenever that shifts that's when you would shift into arrogance and there'd be a lack of consideration but even though you may move like you may you think too aggressive the only time being aggressive is too aggressive is if it if it costs your health and well-being right if it doesn't you're on point keep fucking rocking but the <laughs> idea that you have because since i've known you there's a confidence to you that's clear but, but again i've seen your heart from day one and so just being yeah. aware of the notion of owning oneself and awareness, like I can get shit done and own that, that if you can stay connected in there, then that keeps out of tune. Whenever this, like maybe it drifts off or that's when you would have to catch that edge. You know what I mean? I'm happy you said that because I, yeah. after um, maybe your second or third to last ceremony, the message again was like, yo, Luke, you're doing great, but like humility. Mm -hmm. And I attempted to completely get rid of my ego and I didn't get shit done. Correct. Like nothing. And I, and I felt shittier and I had less energy and I was like, yo, whatever, I need what I can need. <laughs> like, and then and then I heard that like just being open to other people's ideas, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I do that at least. You found the balance, just, yeah, because because humility, it's an interesting thing, right? Like, because because to really the idea of being humble is to recognize that if greatness lives in you, it lives in everyone else. Mm. Yes, and so then it just mm. means you don't put yourself above people. That's what keeps you open to be able to receive other people's ideas, even though you have a vision that's clear in how you, how you move. Mm -hmm. And it's that same concept with the ego death because. The ego death really isn't so much that the ego dies as much as you are maturing it into a greater expression of itself because the ego is not an enemy. It's a fucking child, right? And right. without right. the ego, we wouldn't be having physical reality in the human experience. So it's not anything that you want to lose, but as you described it, it's absolutely correct because it's more of a capacity of embodiment of energy. And your humility would come from your recognition that you are a part of something greater, that it's not all about you, even though your role in it is to get shit fucking done. Right. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I love that, and it, it, but you said before about the parasites too, really. Yeah, because yeah. like you said, like I, Danielle, tell you to the point where it's detrimental to me. I give, I give mm -hmm. everything I have at, ever since I can remember, um, and I think you guys probably could attest to that. But mm -hmm. if I feel like I'm not getting anything in return, then it saps me. Yeah, and but like I, I live for win wins. 
I feel like I'm almost a king at finding win-wins. Like, how can I win and they win? And I don't care if it's equal or not. Like, I could, they could win more than me, whatever. But as long as I can find somewhere where there's a win-win. Yeah, that's the idea. But that's, that's, that's synergy, though. Like, you're, yeah. you're describing synergy. Synergy is, is designed to ensure everyone thrives together. And if if it's not, then it's not synergy. It's just selfishness. Like you just, it's either mm. exploitation of what can I get, or it's that complete martyrdom bullshit of, I'll give it all away at the cost of earth. But that's none of that is, yeah, is sustainable. None of that is healthy. Yeah, it's not healthy. It's it, not at all. So the the notion of what I've come to find, because this is something, especially over the past year, that's gotten clear for me that I've been strengthening is when you're someone that gives and you live open heartedly, your discernment has to match so that you can pick up on the energy properly of as you're giving, you're not being delusional, reckless, or self-sacrificing. Nice. You know, to keep your well-being intact. Because otherwise, everything you're designed to do as a giver will suffer, yep. you know what I mean, from that lack of awareness. And that's part of the, the journey. And, and to know that from a heart space is what keeps you centered and intact. Because it doesn't say anything about the thing about the other person aside from they have their own shit to work through. But you don't have to tolerate that. Right, but you being you can offer a reflection to them that maybe they'll get in the moment, maybe it'll take them years ago, but you won't sure. play out the narrative yeah. of feeling drained, taken advantage of, or whatever, because you're not recognizing that there was a moment of awareness that instead of listening to that and making an adjustment, right. you just kept on because it's what you're used to doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's an important thing for all of us because everyone who gives a shit, it's like the concept of the em the empath, right? Like you don't take on anyone's anything, and you're not at the whim of the energy around you you're experiencing the nature of where you are in command or not in command of it in relation to everything around you. But all of it is an invitation of that check-in of, are you mastering this energy or not? Are you a guiding light that directs it or not? Are you the one that that energy can transmute in the presence of or not? And when we're not living that present, we'll think then we're a victim to people like takers or vampires or all the narrative that when it's really not about look at how you got to be be weary of yeah shake that off right yeah 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 come on shake that shit off sacred symmetry sacred symmetry come on shake that shit off good job Bella uh, come on confirmation secret I love it um, then the essence of it's not that you have to be like oh we got to keep our guard up around people it's it's then I get sharper with how to play with the energy around me that your authenticity of who you are stays intact, mm. right? And then you know how to meet the other, the other aspects of life differently because we're all in this together still. The journey's happening. People mm. are working through whatever stage mm. they're in. Um, but your recognition of I can be confident in what it means to be me and, and do what I'm designed to do and be mindful of who's around me to check if this is a symbiotic thing or a parasite thing. Gotcha. And recognizing it as a parasite thing doesn't, does not mean you have to judge the person. It just means that you're clear on which game you want to play and where you want to be at with it, and that's not the shit you want to move into. Yeah. You know what mm. I mean? And and it's good to distance yourself so the people can grow out of being a parasite. 100%. Because mm -hmm. otherwise you'll just enable. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's um, what I've had to do recently, which wasn't easy for me. I used to either just correct shit or, yeah. like, whatever. Like, or... <laughs> You know, I've unfortunately probably hurt people's feelings many times with good intentions. Um, <laughs> with good intentions. <laughs> All feelings have been hurt under the guise of good intentions. <laughs> but um, what I do now, and, you know, Danielle's helped me with this, is it's like, all right, cool, That why am I even bringing myself to direct them on something they fucking obviously know? Like, people that are my friends and stuff like that, it's like, all right, cool. They're not not my friends, just like, you can't get to the fucking temple right now. Like, I, I got shit I got to do. And she's had dreams where, like, I'm bringing people to shore and I'm swimming underneath, pushing them back up. But every wow. time I to get back to where I was, it you takes me three times the amount of energy. Mm -hmm. shit. And that's been my whole fucking Dude. life. And that's a perfect example because that's, that's what happens when you're saving someone from drowning. If someone's drowning, they panic. Yeah. You could be under the support and all they're doing is is like wanting to hang on. Yeah. And if you're not in command of a situation like knowing how to guide energy, you both will drown. Yeah. And yeah. so it's it's a vital thing of understanding the relationship of life in that sense of how do you maneuver in a way that keeps your well being intact that can support them. And that's why some people like I remember when I was talking to a buddy of mine who was a lifeguard and he was like, Yeah, they'll tell us if someone's panicking too much, knock them out. Like literally yeah. knock them out and then bring them to shore because mm -hmm. at least you'll yeah, save that. you both. But yeah. if they're like, no if they're strong, it's, it's wild. Like there's, yeah. there's different things they'll teach you because, and it's not that the person wants to do that. Obviously the yeah, person yeah, doesn't yeah. want, I want us all to drown. That's not their intention. Yeah, they're yeah, just playing out their panic. Wow. And, and the, and that's what happens in life. Like people don't know, most of the people in the planet don't know how, half of why they do the shit they do from their emotional reactions. They just feel shit, don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. 
And if yeah. we're if we're staying intact in the relationship of existence, right? This 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 all in this together unity consciousness, we recognize that we're all a part of the game. And if people are showing up, there's an offering rather than a battle. And that, but that also comes from nice. us staying in our heart space. Because mm-hmm. if we shift out of that, then we're in duality. Then we see him as an enemy, and then we perpetuate the bullshit. Right. So what you said about the life card thing is very, to me, very pertinent. Um, I heard yeah. Eric Godsey talk about it, and I've been obsessed with it since. But <laughs> what he says is, um, life cards are taught. You never approach somebody from the face because they'll drown you. 100%. Yeah. Um, unintentionally. He said, what you're taught is you give them something to hold on to, or you grab them from the back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where they can't drown you. Um, and the concept to me of like giving them something to hang on to is this podcast. Is it? Right? Nice. It's like, because if I go and interact with them at a person, my energy is going to get sapped. Yeah. But if I put this shit out there and I keep putting shit out there that I believe is going to have a positive reverberation, when they're ready, they can find it. Where they've been God wings or, yeah. or breadcrumbs, as I like yeah. to call them, whatever. But yeah. just putting these things out there, I think will help people ideally become conscious. Mm-hmm. Of, of their, their micro and then yeah. they can understand the macro better instead of just whatever. And they'll 100%. do it when they're ready. You know, you're planting seeds. That's a beautiful thing. I, I think of mm-hmm. many of them. When I do sound events, I think of the audience as a garden and I'm just watering the garden. I don't care who's taking the water or not. It's their choice. I'm just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. And and what flowers grow from it, that's their business. Doesn't matter. But I know I'm planting the seeds and that's that's a pretty good thing to know. You know, no one's brought into your life by mistake. I know that. So pay attention. Yep. Big mm-hmm. thing. Yep. And then I feel like, Vinny, you're somebody that um, gives to the point of even detriment to yourself. Um, I, I feel like in the past, at least, like you'd be somebody that would just kind of give your absolute all and like really give. And I feel like in the past, at least, I feel like this time watching you here, you gave by example, but like you still handled your business in, in Florida while you're still handling this shit and an mm-hmm. opportunity like where you can grow. And I think like, you know, internal call or as within, so without. Like I think that will reflect in time. Yeah, I mean that's that's part of leading by example. I mean, I mean everything we're talking about. We were talking about teamwork, but we were talking about individuality, talking about helping people along the way to to grow. I mean, like you want to leave something better than you found it, right? You want to make this world a better place than like when when you're not here anymore, right? So you want to you want to be helping and and growing along the way with everyone. But so I I. I did that when when I was working downstairs with these guys. It's not just about you know me putting in a twenty plus hour day, which he did, which I did. You know, <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> which he did. And it's not the first time, and it's not the last time I'll do that, right? But right. Um, they see that. You know, the guys that are working with me see that, mm-hmm. right? And. They also see me taking a call here or there, and I want them to understand because you know they they want to they want to grow and, and move into their own business at one point, also. But they're all, they're they're at a certain place where they're used to just being a worker, you know. So I have to relate to them on that. Like yes. Mike, you were you were saying that you know some people would be you would give them the opportunity to grow into like more skills, yes. and even my guys that were working with me. Over the past few weeks, we're even saying that, like, oh, I'm going to have someone else come and, and work with me. But someone they've worked with in the past, no, not mentioning any names, would be like, oh, that's just a demo guy. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, you know, that, no one's just something. Yeah, yeah. Right? You have to give them that, that opportunity, opportunity to be able to do it. And I feel like in business or even in life, if, if you can give someone that platform where you can bring them up, and you can train them, you can show them how to grow into something bigger, right? You're going to it's like you're talking about like so the roots win, of a tree. You, you, sure. you keep planting more roots, planting more seeds. Everything is going to sprout out. Yeah, you open you that know? opportunity. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. All right. Wow. So, but yeah, I mean, I do. I give my all on purpose for me, right? We, we talked about earlier in the, in, in the beginning of this conversation about pushing yourself at the same time. So, yeah, you know, if you do that... If, if you do that every single day, it becomes easier and easier to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You increase your capacity. But you do increase mm-hmm. your, your capacity. Yeah. It becomes, you can, you start doing it more frequently. You can start believing that you can yeah. go further. It's the cookie jar effect. Yeah. However mm-hmm. you want to put it. That becomes your standard, your new yeah. standard. Yeah. 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 And yep. it didn't used to be. It's like, I didn't used to do that because you've trained, you've retrained. It's like relearning. You go to relearn because 
you've set a new standard for yourself. And at the end of the day, it's between you and God anyway. It's, it's, did I do the best I could with this day I was given? Right, I agree. When you can say yes, then live the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you do that with yourself and you're working with other people and they see that also. Yeah. That right? becomes the culture. Now, now that's, the, that's the ripple yeah, that's effect symbiosis. to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's, so, the, that's the jelly donut. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> and that's, that's the end, guys. And, and, <laughs> and that's so sweet. So, guys, we're going to... And it's so sweet. We're going we're gonna to end the... Uh, this is going to be our jelly donut. Hopefully, it squeezes out and helps somebody. How do we get the jelly donut t-shirt is what I want to know. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a free game. Um, it'll be a free game sponsored by Urban Hip Tees. Uh, so. <laughs> So 100%. for those, um, I appreciate you guys all coming. Jacob, mm-hmm. honest to God, much appreciated, dude. Jacob, uh, thank you. Uh, you know we're hoping thank we can, you, thank you, thank you, really, you know, do big things, and then you be our Jamie. If this is yeah. Joe Rogan, you're our Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I really believe big things are coming, and I genuinely appreciate everybody here, everybody's mindsets, energies, um, and we're gonna go have a ceremony. Appreciate you, and hey. And uh, this is the first one in the house. God, Elohim, thank you. Um, we'll do our thing. First yeah. All right, free game out. Thing. Free <laughs> game out. Bye. <laughs>